This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. One part of President Biden's American Families Plan was singled out by USDA for analysis and comment on what it means to family farms when it comes to succession planning. The headline put it this way, The American Family Plan encourages family farms to stay in the family and does not tax farm and asset transfer to family members upon death. Several farm groups have already raised issue with that claim, but for now we'll just summarize what USDA's fact sheet has to say about the changes. The American Families Plan includes critical tax reform to ensure that the wealthy pay their fair share of taxes in order to finance essential investments in workers and families, including child care, nutrition, higher education, and more. One of those reforms is a change in the way capital gains are treated in our tax system so that, for people making over $1 million, the tax system no longer favors income from wealth over income from work. The plan won't raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. One element of the plan to make sure the wealthy pay their fair share is a proposal to close what the administration considers the stepped-up basis loophole. Under their proposal, unrealized capital gains, those that never have been previously taxed, will be taxed at death above $2 million in gains per couple. USDA says this won't affect family farms that stay in the family. They estimate more than 98% of farm estates will not owe any tax at transfer, provided the farm stays in the family. The tax the remaining less than 2% would owe would be on their non-farm assets. The USDA fact sheet states further that the American Families Plan protects family farms and ranches in two key ways. No capital gains taxes at death for family farms. This plan includes a special protection for family-owned farms and businesses. It defers any tax liability on family farms as long as the farm remains family-owned and operated. Additionally, a $2 million exclusion from increased capital gains from all married couples. This plan also excludes the first $2 million of gains per couple, $2.5 million if it includes the family home, from capital gains tax and hares continue to get stepped up in basis on those first $2 million in gains. If a heir decides to sell the family farm, the first $2 million in gains is tax-free. Though the USDA doesn't release its first U.S. and global balance sheets for the 2021-2022 marketing year until this May 12th this year, the International Grains Council issued an update of its own 2021-2022 forecast yesterday. We converted the ending stocks forecast into days supply at the projected yearly consumption. Several things are worth noting. Looking at wheat, the International Grains Council projects ending stocks in days supply to rise for the fourth straight year to 139-day supply. Since global supplies aren't considered dangerously tight unless a 90 supply or less, that puts a bit of a damper on the wheat outlook from a global perspective. In sharp contrast, however, the International Grains Council sees global corn stocks in day supply declining for the fourth straight year to a 77-day supply even tighter than the 85-day supply projected for the current marketing year. Particularly interesting, International Grains Council sees global corn output rising by 52 million metric tons in 2021 and 2022, but also sees global consumption rising 33 million metric tons despite high prices. 
So with much lower beginning stocks, it nets out to a 17 million metric ton further drawdown in global corn stocks for next season. Turning to the new International Grains Council balance sheets for 2022 global soybeans, they see ending stocks rising to 50 million metric tons from 47 million metric tons this year. However, in day supply, that's a pittance of 48-day supply versus 47-day supply in ending stocks projected for this year. Furthermore, that's still very tight. Generally, anything below a 60-day supply is the threshold of tightness in soybeans, and the 48-day supply International Grains Council projects for the new year is barely above this year's tight stocks and well under the 54-day supply in 2019-2020 and 68-day supply left over from 2018 and 2019. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online at Comstock.com or call 712-227-11. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.